Here we go! My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And if you don't know who we are, we are Love Thy Nerd. That was we easy. We are not Love Thy Nerd. Why not? It's, it's way bigger than us. Well, but, but, but like, it's like we are part of. Okay. We're not, we're, we are not, not Love Thy Nerd. We are with Love Thy Nerd. I can't make it any more clear than that. <laughs> So, if you don't know anything about LTN, Love Thy Nerd, then just go to lovethynerd.com. And we would love for you to come and hang out with us, learn about the stuff that we do, what our mission is to love and serve nerdy neighbors, and to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. You can also go and find all of the really cool resources and podcasts and other shows that we have. All that jazz is on there. And we've also got a radio station, already talked about it, ltnonair.com, or just go to lovethynerd.com and click that little radio button that's uh, right there at the top. You can also try lovethynerd.com slash Twitch, slash Facebook, slash Discord, slash YouTube. Try slash something. I don't know. You know what one of my favorite ones is? You have no idea. Lovethynerd.com slash Bubba, where you can partner with me. And my lovely wife here, Anna, I'm a full-time nerd culture missionary. Look at that transition straight into who I am. Full-time nerd culture missionary. I'm one of the founders and staff members here at Love Thy Nerd. And I am support fundraised. Would love to talk to you more about what that means to join that partner team. Anna, who are you? Um, I am Anna Stalka. Prove it. Mm, You can't, can you? (laughs) Not... On an audio file, really, I think, anyway, I can prove it, but it doesn't matter. I could, I, that could be my pseudonym, but no, it's my real name, you guys. Yeah, so. it, was, it was a very expensive pseudonym. Um, anyway, mother of four. Children. Awesome, amazing humans. Um, and your wife. My wife. To an awesome, amazing you. And, oh, babe, go on. Um, seamstress extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about maybe changing my uh, Twitch name. Okay. I've already talked to you about this. To what? It's really hard for me to come up with screen names, but somebody called me the fabric handler. And I was like, ooh, new ooh. new stream name, I call it. Or new 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 screen name. Fabric. I would drop the Fabric handler. Yeah, fabric Just handler. Fabric handler. XX fabric handler. I'd XX. Drop the X's. Jeez. I'll check. I'll check if it's available, but I think I might confuse people. Um, Anna the fabric handler. Fabric handler. Handler. <laughs> anyway, that's the what I want to talk about. I also work uh, in children's ministry, mm-hmm. so that's the thing I do. Yep. Um. Well, this week has been really what a freaking week we've had. <laughs> it's been a really hard, long week, but that is not. I don't want to talk about that. On yeah, this of podcast. all of that stuff, let's talk about when uh, that one time, um, just a couple of minutes Today, ago. Today, tonight. Yeah. Um, so our kids have needed haircuts for a while, and I, 
I cut their hair usually. And I mean, it looks like their mom cuts their hair kind of like I can. It just sometimes I do. okay. sometimes you really can tell that their mom gave them a quarantine cut. Yes. Um, Caleb informed us recently, like I kept trying to cut their hair and they're like, no, I don't want to cut my hair. No, I don't want to cut my hair. I'm like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, then he told me that he needs to cut. He's like, I saw my hair in a webcam and I look like a mess. <laughs> it's like, yep. I'm trying to tell you this. He's like, yeah, that's our view all the time. I want a cool hairstyle. I'm like, what is a cool hairstyle? Like, a fade <laughs> he's like and so he thought about it for a while and he's like i think i want a haircut like daddy when he comes home from the barber yeah and i'm like okay all right yeah let's get it maybe we're graduating he's he is 10 years old i don't know when that point is like when my brothers graduated from home haircuts with mom to yeah. going to an actual barber. It's and when I say actual barber, yes, I do mean like great clips or sport cuts or whatever the, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Cheapo yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm like, well, I could take him to somewhere. Um, Levi decided he just would rather have a buzz than his shaggy dog hair. Mm-hmm. So he asked me to please do that tonight. And Caleb asked you while you were cutting Levi's hair, if you could also give him a haircut. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I, I was, you were, you started cutting Levi's hair and then I, I, I started, I was doing I very one silly tip, things with and his And then hair. you're like, you cut it. And I was like, oh, fine. I did. No, which is fine, which is fine, which is fine. Hey, I wasn't trying to be ugly. Hey, it was just like, hey, hey do you want to do it? Because no, I'll let you. There's no need to be defensive. There's I'm not. No, I'm telling you what happened. Sounds really like you're being defensive. <laughs> I'm not. So, I'm truly fine right now. So I, yeah, when you say it over and over again, that really helps to, you know, you know, solidify your point. There. Nothing I can say can convince you I'm fine. So. I started cutting Levi's hair and that dude was moving all over the place. And you so were mad about it. I was big mad about it, but I get it because I was that kid who the lady who cut my hair used mm-hmm. to be like always adjusting my head. Like mm-hmm. I just was droopy. I was droopy in and the haircut chair. Well, and so he's dinged up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, we're gonna have to check him out in the morning. Um, I was like, dude, you got nicked. And he's like, what does that mean? Is that, what does Nick mean? I was like, that means the, the Clippers got you, bro. And so we'll see what was he looks he like, like in the morning. flinching? Yes. And I was like, stop doing that. I guess I need to cut his hair next time. No, I'll just do it differently. I won't, I won't do it nearly as short. Cause if I don't use, uh, if, if I, if I put S- straight razors on his, on his head, like Sweeney Todd. No. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I got done doing his and he was moving all over. He was trying to get him in the front and he was moving around. And so he's like all crooked, jacked up lines on the front of his head, but he likes it. Hey, he said he liked it better yeah. than he said. He liked it better than he thought he was going to. Cause you really prepared him to see something crazy in the mirror. And yeah. it was, I thought it was fine. It was yeah. fine. Uh, but Caleb was like, daddy, I want a mullet. And I said, no. <sighs> It was just a straight no from the both of us. You guys, and then I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a mo. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you. You want quail? I'm gonna give you so much freaking quail. It's gonna come out of your nose. There is a boy that we know, whom 
we love, mm-hmm. but he is just one of the more booger headed boys that I know. Yeah. And he has it in his brain that mullets are the coolest and he keeps trying to indoctrinate our our boys to get mullets. And Spoiler I'm like, alert, they're not. Hey, doesn't yeah. look cool on you, won't look cool on them. And he swears that we're wrong. But so. I gave him I, I did it. I gave I gave him I gave you him gave the mullet. Him, it's not like a true mullet though. It's like a mohawk mullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I because I'm not gonna freaking Billy Ray Cyrus in. <laughs> It's not 80s fabulous. I care well, about it's 80, maybe it like is 80s. It's like 80s Euro rock band or something. It's more like um uh you probably never saw the Lost Boys, but it's more like Yeah. The, no, I did Lost, see oh, the Lost did? Boys. Yes, I did. Wow, that With, is With um what's his name? Yep. The from 24. From 20, yeah, as the yeah, guy yeah. I was in I was thinking same. Yeah. Yeah. Um who I'll think of his name in a Yeah, bit. Barack Obama. No, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Yep. Um Anyway. But yeah, so it's it's more like that. Now he will never do his hair. Oh, I don't know. He like might. that. Yeah. But like if he would just put some product in it, kind of sw- swipe it all to here's the side. The, here's the thing. I like love him to death. He ain't ready for that haircut. <laughs> he was. He ain't ready for it. So excited. He feels like to the nines, but he went and laughed his ever loving. <laughs> but look, a good laugh. Like laughed so hard which he needed it, and then jumped a bunch of times yeah he, so. that, that, it was a laugh that he needed i think he looks like a total nerd i feel like Definitely if, he, if he wants another one i have some ideas of, of a, a different way to do it um not that i want to encourage him with a mullet so but Bubba's here's the barbary bar barbary bar barber shop i feel like they should be called barberies if i like it <laughs> if it makes him feel good i'm here for it Mm-hmm. But he looks like a freaking goon. <laughs> so, oh man. Um, hey, before we get out of here, we have been doing these things. Uh, uh, what's her name? Sylvie ate my. You forgot our dog's name? For just, well, because I'm looking at a different dog's name <laughs> on the thing. And our good friend, uh, Luke Frostbite, he said, Hey, Bubba, on stream today, he was like, Hey, Bubba, um, you're never going to believe what Pocky ate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, we can kind of change gears a little bit. Yeah. So Pocky was adopted the same way that we adopted Sylvie, actually, which she's older. Yeah. She's older. But um, she, I thought that she was like the world's most perfect puppy or something because she, I don't know, everything they share about her. She just seems so, so sweet and yeah. not like a puppy at all. So uh, to prove us wrong. To prove us wrong. She ate a Roku remote. And then Luke was like, crap. So he went and bought another one and she ate it again. (laughs) And then I guess she turned around and she ate one of his PlayStation 4 uh, game cases. Oh, well, you know. And all I know that uh, Sylvie ate this week was a fake screwdriver. Well, she continues to pare down the toy selection of our children, all of them. But, um, you know, eventually those children will learn that if an item brings them joy, Sylvie they can just put it yeah. on a top shelf where she can't reach it. Yet. I don't know. Yeah. Yet. Anyway. So, hey, you know what? If your dog is eating some cool stuff or some weird things, why don't you just let or us know? some expensive things. Like, let's, let's just outsource this thing. What is your dog eating? Or other animal that you have? I don't know. 
Are there? Is there a weird story that you have where the pet? What is your oxalotl eating? Oxalotl. Yeah. They don't eat any, they eat flies. <laughs> Maybe flies. They eat flies. They're water water creatures. Turtles eat flies, don't they? Frogs eat flies. Frogs in the water. I'm poking not holes as, in not everything as, you're not saying. Not in the water as oxalotls. I, I mean, I've I, never seen oxalotl. When we in the come wild. back from this break, I'm going to tell you what they eat. <laughs> you better be ready for that. <laughs> well, hey, don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. And today, uh, we are talking a little bit about what the heck are we talking about? Do we ever decide? Um. I just would not even know how to describe it. <laughs> You're going to have to come back. It's so exciting. <laughs> right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180. LTN Radio. So the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is dropping at the end of May and we are once again getting Hayden Christensen returning to the role of Anakin slash Darth Vader. And you know, I'm excited for that honestly. Um, I know that he's had a rough couple decades after taking on that role and uh, honestly, very few people made it out of the prequel trilogy unscathed. And uh I'm excited that he's getting the chance to come back, not just to redeem himself, but also just to be able to say, hey, we recognize that you did a good job. But after uh, Hayden Christensen played Anakin, Matt Lanter uh, took on the role in Rebels and Clone Wars, and aside uh, Ashley Exting, uh, literally their time together in Clone Wars and Rebels as Ahsoka and Anakin was some of the best of Star Wars and in my personal opinion Matt Lancer was the best version of Anakin we've had now Hayden could have been very uh, restrictive in his opinion and he could have said you know what I don't need to know what anyone else has done because I've played this before but uh, he in fact rather than doing that he actually recently binged watched all of rebels and all of clone wars to uh see what had been developed in the character because he didn't come to just erase matt lanter which i don't think he could he came to actually just continue on with what he's done and i just thought it was cool the way that he was humble enough to play off of that and it reminded me of what we see in scripture because jesus quoted a lot of the old testament now jesus could have been like you know what i don't need the old testament i'm the new testament but that's not what he did in fact jesus quoted at least 14 different books from the old testament during his three years of earthly ministry but it reminds me of this verse in matthew 5 17 where jesus says do not think i have come to abolish the law or the prophets I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. There is wisdom and truth to be found in the experiences of those who have walked this path before us. And we would do well to remember that and to actually learn from them. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on 
LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. to Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And thank you for joining us. And if you found us anywhere else besides LTN Radio, then head on over to LTNOnAir.com for the best Christian indie rock, pop, and hip-hop that you can find on this here internet. Hey, um, just good music and quality content 24 hours a day. You can also listen live on the app at the Live 365 app. Simply search for LTN Radio and you're good. Again, head on over to LTNOnAir.com for more details and to get started listening to LTN Radio. Anna, we did a thing. Mm -hmm. Because you bullied me. I'm doing a lot of things lately because you're bullying me. What? Anna made me cancel HBO Max. I did no such thing. Mm -hmm. You, if you, okay. Mm -hmm. If you would like to go and listen to our previous episode. It's irrelevant. Um, we'll just strike from the record. Um, last week on if you'd also you could listen to some hot juicy gossip um because that's what we were talking about that's exactly what we were talking about but you will hear a mention of the fact that we were canceling hbo max because you made that decision sir i did not believe i did say we probably need to cut down on some of our streaming oh, services well 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 we probably need to but i didn't push the unsubscribe button listen i heard what you were saying i didn't say hey we could save this many dollars a year if we just unsubscribe to hbo max unsubscribed it was almost that $200. That is like a direct quote of yeah. what happened, which was great. But I've been married for long enough to know what you say when you don't say anything. Okay. Well, we, so I guess it cancels, like it's going to, we have to finish out this we have, month. Yeah, we have the billing cycle. Of our, of whatever our, it is. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So it. we still have it. And we're kind of like going through the HBO, HBO Max movie list and being like, okay, what are we going to watch before we lose it? <laughs> um, and man, I was just looking through it and I'm like, there's probably some stuff on here I ought to watch. Like Dune, I've never watched Dune. Mm-hmm. It's on there. Um, there's a bunch of stuff I've never heard of before. Um, there's a there's a British show with um, Colin Firth and uh, what is that girl's name? Pride, what is Pride and Prejudice? Who plays the mom on the Sixth Sense? Anyway, Bruce Willis. She's in it with him. Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's a he's a great mom. Um, I mean, uh, the Batman is on there. You which are never going to watch I the Batman. You're not going to do it. You should watch that. Joker before you watch the Batman. Honestly, I was going to watch the Joker, but then everybody tells me do not. Like you told me you didn't think I would like it and I yeah, shouldn't watch it. I did Al, say that. I Al pretty strongly recommended that I do not watch it. Several people. Yeah, but I, but like if it's if like the the if the service is going away and you're you're just trying to watch something, or not just trying to watch it, but like hey, what what should I watch on the service? I think I think the Joker. Okay. Uh, well, or don't. I could it's watch. Whatever. 
Um, the Matrix Resurrection. Uh, no. Um, he, he, Neo looks kind of like Jesus with his like long mm-hmm. hair. I'm gonna, if Jesus wore shades gonna, and a trench coat. Just going to go on record and say nobody needs to watch that movie. <laughs> uh, Snowpiercer has some actors that I really enjoy watching. The show, though, right? Like, that's the Snowpiercer, the show. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. Rugrats in Paris, the movie. Obviously. You're not going to watch that. <laughs> um, but it's okay, because You've Got Mail is now on Netflix. And so that actually just makes me feel so much better about canceling HBO Max, because... What did you call it? HBMO Max. You H- <laughs> <laughs> said it twice. That was perfect. HBMO. HBMO Max. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> I was <laughs> legitimately serious. I know. I know. You looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I felt like you were crazy. HBMO uh, Max, you idiot. Batman Mobile. Yeah. Batman Mobile. Batman Mobile. Batman- Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what happened. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that we actually watched last night. Don't. I watched it. Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> First, let me tell you about how this happened. Um, You wanted to watch the second Fantastical Beasts. Fantastic Fantas- Beasts. Oh, you're doing fantastic. I this is, we're recording late at night, everyone. And I thought of drinking a cup of coffee at 5 p.m. and thought, nah. I'm going to regret that if I do it. Who needs it? But I needed it. And I knew we were Anna, staying up late Anna to record. It, yeah. And then I start saying HBMO Max. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's what the title of this, this episode is going to be. <laughs> HBMO Max. <laughs> anyway, so you wanted to watch Fantastic Beasts. What is the second one called? Mr. Some, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay. So it's, 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 this one's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Well, I threw a fit because you wanted to watch the second one first. And I was like, no, yeah. you can't watch that. I haven't seen the first one and I'm going to be confused the entire mm, time. Yep. That's how that went down. Um, and I threw a fit about it and yep. you're like, Ugh, fine. We to be fair, I said, you're Fantastic going to sleep. Beasts. You're going to fall asleep. What did you want to watch originally? You wanted to watch something else. No, you had said, let's watch Moon Knight. It's like, you're not going to watch oh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah. And you said, you'd never make you it. Never, you, you wouldn't make it through one episode. And I said, you don't know me, man. I can make it. <laughs> and so she bullied me. Did you see, it? That you see was the trend abso- here? I absolutely bullied you, yes. You, you bullied me into real. watching Fantastic Beasts Fantastic and Where to Find Beasts. Them. And you fell asleep immediately it wasn't immediate i went and scrubbed through to find where i fell asleep and i made it for 15 minutes (laughs) didn't make it out of the bank scene ladies and gentlemen before anna was asleep that is accurate yep i was trying so hard and i kept on waking up snoring loudly yeah (laughs) yeah you were very tired (laughs) so so I watched Fantastic Beasts. You mm-hmm. have tried to catch up. I was, I'm about two thirds of the way through. Because mm-hmm. um, I was watching it today, like while I was trying to sew and while I was yeah. watching, washing dishes and cooking dinner and um, stuff like that. Sure. And I'm, I'm getting there. I'm trying to become current. Um, so, yeah. Well, so, okay. So, tried to watch that movie. I finished it. I really liked it. I thought that there were some really interesting things. And then you brought up the ideas. We we're talking about what to what to do, the, what what to have on the show, what, what for the topic to be HBMO Max. 
And so you, you kind of, you brought up this concept of fantastic beasts. And if you have not seen this movie yet, if you are like Anna and haven't seen this movie, we're going to kind of spoil a little bit of it for you. And I'm probably going to spoil a little bit of it for Anna. It's okay. Because we have to talk about it in order to get through right. the idea. Um, which, to be fair, uh, it's not current. This is not, even, no. This is not like the hottest new content right here. Because Fantastic Beasts came out in 2018. Yeah, and there's there's a there's a new one out right now. Um, uh, Albus, nope, that's I just that was the first thing that came on Wikipedia. Uh, Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore, uh-huh. and our good friend Julian Jamar, um, she did an LTN short on it. Oh, she um, did? for reviews of the nerds. Oh, yep. What? Uh, so how did I miss that? Um, I will look and see. That may actually be the one that airs during this. <gasps> That'd be perfect. So, perfect. Uh, I may do it anyway because I can do whatever I want. But <laughs> I can um, do whatever I want. But the, the thing of it is, is like there there are three movies in that series, and we were kind of I wanted to watch the second one, so we had to go back and watch the first one because all the things Anna said. You're welcome. By the way, it's a great movie. I like I I'm gonna be real. I like it more than Harry Potter, and I'm willing to get wounded on that hill. You said. I thought I'd seen the whole thing, but I guess I hadn't seen the whole thing yeah. because that move that ending was completely fresh to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. And I liked it. Like I, it was probably one of those movies, honestly, that I started on a plane and didn't have a chance to finish because the plane landed. I do think, I mean, it came out much, much, much later than the Harry Potter movies. So maybe that's why it's so much better. But I, I, it definitely, I think it's a superior story and that's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I have, I'm looking at all of this Harry Potter stuff and we're, we're going back and, you know, kind of reading the books and watching the movies and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I would start me off at book five. Like just, (laughs) that's where I want to be. You really want it to be dark and I wanted to, I wanted to have meat to it. And I like, I didn't, it didn't feel like there's anything on the, but that's not what we're talking about. Doesn't matter. So, um, Without totally, completely, 100% bearing the lead, one of the things that you were talking about, or wanted to talk about at least, in um, this story is that the kind of the crux of it is it's not really a, a story about you know, this British guy coming to New York um, to have, you know, to, to kind of buy a, a magical beast, which is the front that is put on it. And then the movie itself kind of changes into um, this American witch hunt. Um, yeah, super creepy. Yeah. Those the the Salem, what do they call them? Aren't, society? Aren't they, Sa- Salem, Salemers or whatever. Historical society or something like that. I don't remember. That, that's not important. But these people, it's a very small group of people. It's like, honestly, like two or three people that are causing this entire like, like commotion holding, you know, uh, meetings on steps, um, like protesting and doing all sorts of stuff. But the biggest, very similar to what like West Westboro Baptist Baptist does and they make themselves seem really big, but they're actually like this tiny congregation. Mm -hmm. And so loud, the biggest part of, of like the, the thing that we want to talk about with this, this whole story arc is that there are these things called, um, obscurals. Uh, in the in the movie, and the and an obscural is what comes 
out of a child who has been suppressed that has magical abilities. Right. So they're talking about it. And as they were talking about it, it reminded me a lot of um, X-Men, like the first X-Men movie that Fox did Mm -hmm. um, where... Cause, cause it's, they talk about how the obscurals become this way because they don't, they, they, they're persecuted because they have magical abilities mm-hmm. and they, they want to hide them. Like it doesn't seem like a good thing to them. Um, and, and so they are not taught to bring their powers under control, to learn how to use them, um, and to like develop them. Yeah. It's just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) just Um, down. And you see that with a lot of um, like the young students who come into Xavier's um, school. Uh, Rogue definitely was that way. Yeah, they've been ostracized Um, by their friends, their family, their communities, their everything. Jean Grey, it's like a constant her trying to learn how to um control her powers and use them yeah you know appropriately i guess um anyway it just it it was like i don't know if it's a one-to-one comparison i don't know if i was like i want it feels a little bit recycled <laughs> oh 100 percent, but like if anything like it, it's the it's very identifiable you know, so a good story is something that you can see yourself in and, you know, representation. We, we talk about representation a lot is important. I hide my magic abilities constantly. You wish have to you keep them under wraps all the time. Yeah. It's very oppressive. So, I mean, it's one of the good things about about this is is kind of like the, the like the acceptance uh, there. There's a character um, in this in the movie. And oh, do you remember what her name is? The, the woman's like the the woman at the magical society um I don't remember her name we just watched this movie and I'm terrible with names gold something Goldstein that gold, might be right yeah. and so uh anyway she like she comes along Tina Tina that's who it is name. thank you yeah. she comes alongside um uh one of the one of the other characters in the show that actually is part of this small group. Um, I think his name is Clarence. Is it Clarence? Credence. Credence. You're so good at this. I just she watched com- comes, Yeah, she comes alongside a Credence, and Credence actually ends up being the the obscural that is going throughout the entire town. Spoilers. That's going well, throughout the entire town and tearing everything up. That's who I thought it was, but then they were trying to make me doubt myself. So there's, there's a guy, um, Colin Farrell's character from... Uh, the ministry, the, the, the New York ministry. Almost like Caleb's. Mm-hmm. Well, he wishes. <laughs> um, like he is, he's u- he's using him, Credence, to try and get to what he thinks is his sister. And so what ends up happening is he finds out that it's, it's not Credence's sister, it's Credence. And he'd been using him and like, he was really nice to him for a while. And then he started like beating him and stuff. And so when he finds out that it's He's him getting beaten by his mom, tell and me about that it. Guy? Tell me about it. So when he Sheesh. finds out that it's him, so of course they create a, a like 
super villain. Yeah. He basically like says, Siler. he basically says, I don't want to control it. And then just boom, explodes. Yeah. And so when he finds out that it's, it's him and not his sister, then his tone changes. He's like, Oh, you're so great. You're so special. And so like, it's too late though. Finding finding out what his gifts are and then wanting to use them because now he's important. Now he's useful to him. Like not seeing somebody for who they are or who they could be or mm-hmm. accepting them for, for the differences that they have and, and not being like everybody else. The whole movie, people are calling him freak and all sorts yeah. of stuff. And it's, it's like, it's super oppressive and uh, your identity, like his identity being wrapped up in that, like my heart breaks for that. Right. And he's trying to find acceptance all over the place. I'll do anything you want. Just whatever you want me to do. I'll do it. I just, I just want to be a wizard is like his whole thing. I just want to be a wizard. Um, when the whole time he's being used, he's, he's this puppet, you know? And so he finally just blows his top at the end of the movie. But anyway, so like this idea of acceptance and and you know love and caring and stuff in the weirdest way possible and all this is kind of you know woven into the movie in different areas so you've got newt who is uh he he's like collecting all of these misunderstood animals right these misunderstood magical animals that right, are being hunted being like, is he he's he's very um why can't I think of his name right now? Steve Irwin. No. Dr. Doolittle. No. Barack no, Obama. No. Who are we talking From about? From Harry Potter. Harry Potter? No. Hagrid. Yes. Okay. You're not, you gave me nothing to work <laughs> with. <laughs> Hagrid, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, he finds value in all of these creatures that everybody else thinks are super dangerous. Yeah. All the huge hairy spiders and... Um, dragons, yeah, and griffins and whatnot, and so like I, th- I think that like we hippogriffs, we, hippogriffs. There we go. We see these these different themes all throughout it, but it's but it's constant. It is misunderstood, needing to be taken care of, needing to be rescued, right? Um, Which um, you know, he had separated the obscural from um. A, ch- a child yes, that he had, he had one, self, yeah. self-destructed basically he had one in his fa- in, you know his magical briefcase mm-hmm. and when uh, Colin Farrell finds out about yep. it he's like oh, well then you just have this useless thing in there and he's like well I'm s- studying it yeah. useless that really bothers me that you would say that because yeah. what are you trying to use it for exactly <laughs> um, and that, that's sad it's sad and so like that's, that's the kind of thing when we, we're going to turn the corner and, um, in, in the next part of, of the show and our more serious part, um, this was just us talking about a movie we watched literally yesterday. Um, in the next part of the show, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about, um, what it looks like to, to kind of misrepresent people, um, and, to see them maybe in the church world or outside of the church world, we'll kind of see how it goes, honestly, but to misrepresent them and what happens when people don't fit our expectations of what they should or should not be. Um, yeah. So we'll take a look at that, but don't go anywhere. And we'll be right back here on the church nurse podcast. Get back. 
What's up, nerds? I'm Julian Jamar, and this is another episode of Reviews of the Nerds. The Secrets of Dumbledore. The wizarding world is descending into chaos as the infamous criminal Grindelwald is not only forgiven his crimes, but is also thrust upon them as a frontrunner in their upcoming election. Grindelwald's character is now played by Mads Mikkelsen, who looks so much like his co-star Oliver Masucci, I spent more time than I'd like to admit trying to figure out which one was which. Grindelwald has grayer hair. I'll save you some anguish. You're welcome. On the good side, your favorite wizards are back. The magical creatures are my favorite part of this series, and this movie is chock full of them. Newt Scamander is as adorable, quirky, and brave as ever. The world is becoming increasingly dangerous for muggles, so while they hatch their schemes to save the election, Jacob Kowalski is given a wand, so Grindelwald's people will think he is a wizard. That That's a fun bit. He's so cute. As you may remember, the love of Jacob's life, Queenie, followed Grindelwald into the darkness at the end of the last movie. This storyline has developed quite a lot in this go-round, and that was good. They had a lot of explaining to do after pulling that stunt. Dumbledore is as clever as ever. You get to meet young Professor McGonagall, and Dumbledore awards Hufflepuff points after Newt answers a tricky question during a meeting. It's awesome. The climax is a nail-biter and also has a Marx Brothers-ish suitcase caper that keeps you laughing while you sit on the edge of your seat, wondering how on earth they're going to pull off a victory. Completely brilliant. Once again, I'm Julian Jamar, and this has been another Reviews of the Nerds. You can check out all my reviews on julianjamar.com. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And if you just started listening to us on LTN Radio, good for you. You found us in a pretty cool spot. If you found us anywhere other than that, please make sure to go to lovethynerd.com, search all the cool things, click the radio button, or if you want to just go straight to the good stuff, ltnonair.com. Hey, today we are talking about the movie that we just watched, super new. Um, fantastic beasts and where to find them. Fresh, cutting edge yep, fanta- content we from the church nerds. Fantastical beasts on HBMO Max. Um, it's never going to get old for me. Uh, but anyway, hey, we did. We 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 finally got around to watching this movie and kind of liked it a lot. Actually, um, that was pretty cool. I'm actually really excited to probably tonight go and watch the other one. Tonight, Mr. I'm getting up at 5 a.m.? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Ooh, watch me. Watch me. No. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, some of the stuff we talked about in the previous section was kind of a breakdown, just generally speaking, of what I would consider to be the main topic of the movie, which is acceptance of misunderstood things. Um, be they people or magical animals and protecting them and not uh, not using them for personal gain. But also there's this air of understanding that they are different um, and it is their difference 
it, it, it is the difference of them. I wouldn't say they're difference. It's the difference of them that actually makes them really awesome and unique and uh, wonderful to work with and be around and all sorts of stuff. We see that um, also kind of portrayed through the character of Credence, who has this thing called an obscural that's living inside of him because of his suppressed magical powers. And if you're like, the what? Just go watch the movie. It's that It's that simple. Just go watch Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. On H- HBMO Max. HBMO Max. <laughs> but t- turn in the corner just a little bit. What is how? What can we draw from this in a spiritual kind of way, not just spiritual, but also practical. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about as, as we were talking about this stuff was there is a need, there is a need for you uniqueness um, in the body of Christ, 100%. And you may be familiar with the idea of there are different members of the body. Okay. Um, there, obviously you have a body. You can just go through the different parts that you have. You got eyes, nose, mouth, ears, um, you know, hair, and that's just on your head. Okay. (laughs) And so like all of them serve a different, unique purpose. They're each special and unique. And the Bible likens us as people to different parts of the body. And so I think that we get into a lot of trouble when we start to project the the way that a, a foot should be and what a foot should do onto any other body part, right? Like, I'm not going to try and be like, oh, you know, elbow, you need to do what the foot does, you know, like that, that's not what we should be doing. But it kind of feels a little bit like that in that story where um, Credence was told to be one thing when he was actually another. And so I think it's disheartening is kind of like a good word, like this, this suppressive, like really suppressive and oppressive nature of do the thing that I want you to do. And his mom was like nasty about it, man. It wasn't his mom, mom, but like she was real nasty about it. I mean, uh, well, because there's part of that. Um, one of the best, one of the best lines in Batman, um, which Batman movie is it? Where Falcone is like, people always fear what they don't understand. Oh yeah. Um, cause it's true. I mean, I think that he felt he was very different to her and she was afraid of, magical you know abilities yeah um i because i think if you if you i think about how i would feel like if i didn't possess them and somebody else did possess them then it's like that's different it's weird i don't like it people don't like different things and what if they use it against me like how would i defend myself so her strategy is like we just make their lives really Bad, yeah, so that they won't use them. Just, I think you going back to the previous segment when you were talking about like the mutants and X Men and stuff like that, it was it's very similar. Um, and those are you know, 
caricatures of like real life situations of things that have happened, you know, in, you know, Nazi Germany and, you know, all throughout the world and, you know, different things with slavery throughout history and all sorts of stuff, trying to, to basically make somebody's life a living hell and dehumanize them as much as possible in order to suppress whatever it is that was different about them from the people that were doing that. Um, and so I think it just needs to be said kind of a blanket statement. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's bad. Um, love thy nerd 100% absolutely does not condone that. And I think that the, the main reason for that obviously is, is because like, like Jesus tells us that we are to love our neighbors. Um, we're supposed to be there for them and care for them and do the things that we can to, to lift people up and not break them down. But we're also like, we are, we are not supposed to be the same. Like our individuality is on purpose. We're not supposed to be the same, even if we, even if we have a similar function. All right. So like hands, mi manos, okay. The left hand and the right hand. All right. The Bible talks about the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. Even though they are both hands, they both serve a similar purpose, um, that they're doing different things. They're, they are not both the left hand. When dancing, we talk about what? Like if you have two left feet, that's a bad thing. Nobody's like, oh, cool, you got two left feet? That's amazing. I mean, I think it's the reason why I let Kate be the drummer and I don't try that because I'm afraid my left hand would not know what my right hand was <laughs> doing and um, it would sound very bad. Yeah, so, the butumts. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think this comes up a lot too. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, like, you know, things in church, people like within church and yeah. ministry that we categorize different ways. Um, I think we see this a lot with like race and culture as well. Oh, yeah. Where it's, um, you know, whatever culture you grew up in and you see as normal, like whatever your normal is, yeah. then you see something different. And a lot of times we don't just jump to, oh, that's really cool and beautiful. <laughs> no, not so much. Like, that's weird. These people are very loud <laughs> compared to my family or... I mean, I don't know, like there's a lot of stereotypes and a lot of those stereotypes come from, it's just basic differences. And, um, you know, there are things to be appreciated across a lot of those different cultures. Sure. Um, things to be appreciated across a lot of different um, church denominations and mm -hmm. traditions and things like that, instead of just being like, um, you take communion every week <laughs> and it should only be done once a month. And that's weird. And I don't like it. Um, we just, yeah, we just get on board the hate train a lot of times because unfamiliarity feels bad, feels bad to us. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. We need to break out of that a little bit because it's like, 100%. yeah, again, if we were just covered in noses, we would look terrible. Everything would stink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, legitimately speaking, I, I say this pretty often anytime I really have an opportunity to do so. And I feel like having this platform, even as small as it is, I think it's it's important for me to say, 
as a middle-aged cisgender white Christian male, um, probably, and there are so many other things to say in that, I'm sorry um, for what other people have been through. And if, if any of those words that I, I said to describe myself bring you any kind of uh, ill feelings or pain or anguish, that is why I'm saying I'm sorry. Because it's usually those, uh, you know, any cherry pick any of those, um, those, those groups, right, that make people feel small and little and not as human as God has said that they are, not as special as God has said that they are. And so I, I want to say that we put a lot of people in boxes because we want people, we project on people. We want them to be just like us. Like Anna was saying, you're different than me and different is weird. Different is bad. So let's make it not different. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that we are like, Oh, here are all the dysfunction of such and such a culture. Yes. I think I growing up, um, heard that kind of thing a lot where it's Mm -hmm. like, and then we start kind of labeling things as sin or dysfunction that, I think we need to think carefully about whether or not some of those things, there are definitely some things that are, but like maybe not all of it. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I I mean, again, like we're, we're drawing off of principles that were in the movie um, of, Mm -hmm. you know, acceptance and stuff like that. So please do not try and one-to-one this because it will fall apart immediately. Immediately. But it's not an allegory. Not even a little bit. But what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to look at some places in church because I did 12 years in full time church um, culture ministry. And so that's like on staff at churches. And some of the things that I saw were we would put people and I, I still see this today. We put people in boxes in ministry. And so if you're not on church staff, this is still for you. OK, because. Try not to do this with these people in leadership in your church or in LTN or any other organization um, that you find yourself a part of in any way, shape, or form. First and foremost, I feel like we put pastors in this box. Okay, what do I mean? I think that we see a pastor that we like. We, we see things that they say or, or sermons that they, they preach or whatever, and then we're like, oh, pastor, you need to be just like so and so. So and so did uh so so and so did a, a sermon about you know this thing and um you you have to do that. And then when they or maybe you don't even say those things, but the the box is in your mind, and you hold that person to those expectations that are completely and one hundred percent unreasonable because your pastor is not that person. Your pastor may not be gifted or talented in the same way that that person is that you heard on the internet who might not really even be a pastor to anybody. He might be a preacher, whereas you have a pastor. And those things are different. They're different Mm -hmm. gifts. We lump them together a lot. Yeah. But they are most certainly different gifts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. That's one. And you can kind of spread that out to any any of those areas in the pastoral role that you want, okay? Um, executive pastors, youth pastors, children's pastors, music ministers, music pastors, how, whatever, however you want to label that. Music ministers get put in boxes. All the time. Whoa, that's yeah. much. 
And, and so blanket statement, okay, pastors, period, right? We like to do that. Missionaries, okay? This is this is this is one that's kind of near and dear to my heart because I'm a full-time nerd culture missionary. And whenever I tell people that, they go, eh, but you're not in Africa. And so like the idea that missions can only be done overseas, right? There we, we do local missions projects, but they only count so much as so far as like you go and you do them with a youth group. How many VBSs have you put exactly. on? Exactly. How many games of soccer have you played with children? One hundred percent. Those are how many um, homes have you built? All of them. <laughs> yep. And so, like, I th- I think that that is kind of the idea, though, is that like local missions only exists in certain ways. And prior to twenty twenty, the, the idea of doing anything online was still very foreign. Saying that out loud kind of breaks my brain a little bit because twenty twenty feels like the future, like the future, right? Flying cars and all sorts of stuff. Um, but it wasn't until a global pandemic hit that we all kind of understood, oh man, we've we've got to change the way that we're doing things because we can't physically meet together anymore. So we have to go online. And so then it got some credence and some clout. Or just live in civil disobedience. Oh, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and so- so missionaries and the way that missions operates and, you know, I've been a nerd culture missionary for almost a decade now. And like, that's a thing that has been very near and dear to my heart, but trying to get people to understand this um, and like the need for it. We were talking to, to a couple, um, I guess it was a few weeks ago now, who was trying to raise support to go and minister in Hawaii. And it was talking about how almost impossible that was. Um, to do. And I was like, yep, I identify with that because I also tried to raise funds to go and work at a church camp in Hawaii. And people were like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. There's no way. And honestly, I think that uh, due to a lot of the work that I did publicizing LTN with the people around me, letting them understand the impact and all that stuff that I was able to to embark on being an effective missionary in the neuroculture space. Um, so we got pastors and we got missionaries. I think those are two major spots. Um, and then G- uh, Jesus. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, kind of a big deal around here. Um, Jesus was, I mean, spoiler alert, he was crucified for being different. Like even, even if he was the Messiah in the eyes of the Jews, which I truly fully 100% believe that he was Christ, our Messiah, our savior. And um, when you, you, when you say in the eyes of the Jews though, I mean, that's, I'm saying if, if he was the Messiah, he was not coming in the way that they had designed for him to come. He, he wasn't coming the way that they wanted him to come. Right. And so they had painted the Messiah. Um, we won't even say Jesus. We'll just say the Messiah. Mm-hmm. They, they had already painted him and locked him in this box and said, okay, this is what it's going to be. He's going he's to be this massive political leader. He's going to come through and he's going right. to slay all of our enemies. Because and, God said he was going to be their deliverer. Absolutely. And so they definitely had an image. It, 
they thought they knew what they needed delivered from. Yes. And um, so it's not that the Jews weren't waiting for the Messiah because they absolutely were. It's just when he came, they were like, mm, nope. And it was so different that this guy was coming. Jesus was coming and saying that he was the Messiah that they ended up ultimately crucifying him. Um. I know I just talked about this on the last episode, I think, or maybe the one before, um, about <laughs> our, our, our Jesus logo and, um, the ridiculous, ridiculousness of the white European Jesus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how Tim Mackey takes like a huge issue with that. Um, in that same vein, when I was at mission year in Chicago, we haven't talked about that in a long time, but <sighs> we could bring it back up sometime. <laughs> When I was at Mission Year in Chicago, we watched this very weird movie called Brother, Son, Sister, Moon. And it was about um, St. Francis of Assisi and, um, you know, him coming and really upsetting a lot of the way that um, the European churches were doing things, the Catholic churches. And they had these pictures or these, you know, crosses in the fronts of their, you know, sanctuaries types of things. Um, and they would have Jesus depicted on them. Um, and in one of them, he had like chain mail and swords and like, because it was really like, we worship the kind of Jesus that we want to see yeah. when it's like, is that really who he was and is? Yeah. Um, and so when Tim Mackey, you know, presented this to his church, he showed a picture just based on all of the you know, these people did this project where they took all of the skulls of all of the people living in about the same period of time that they could find, came up with an average face of what somebody <laughs> yeah. would probably look like and was like, there you go. There's probably yeah. a more accurate Jesus. Does that bother you? And it, it's like, for some reason, it can just rub you the wrong way. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. I thought he, I thought he looked more like me. Hashtag not whatever. my Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And how... Even today, like they big time had those feelings when he came, but that even today, if it's like, well, if, if Jesus wasn't, you know, didn't vote with my political party. Yeah. Um, if Jesus didn't, you know, there's just any number of things. If he weren't my denomination, if he wanted to live not in Texas, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We well, just, we, we, it's alive and well today is what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, hundred percent. And it hasn't gone anywhere and it won't go anywhere forever. Um, I think that'll, it'll, it'll always, it'll always be around because, you know, we were even talking about, uh, there's a, there's a song out there by a very popular Christian artist, um, called, uh, who you are to me. I think that is the name of the song or something like that. And every time it comes on and it's just like, blech, blech. I and I'm like, come like on, give stuff. it a chance. It's fine. Um, but you know, the song, the song talks about like, th- this is who Jesus is to me. Um, and I think that the, like the sentiment of it is not necessarily bad. It's, it, it just, it can, it can go anywhere, you know, like, like Jesus, Jesus is all things to all people, but he's not relative. Um, and so uh, it, it's just, it's important to make that distinction, right? Like, like there, there's a very specific thing that Jesus is. Um, there's a very specific thing that, that Jesus came to do. Um, and to change that 
is to change the fundamentals about Jesus. And so I just think that we try and project a lot of times. I don't want to get like too far deep into it because it's a rabbit hole, but we project too far um, onto people. Uh, you know, like we said, we talked about, you know, uh, people in ministry, um, like pastors and, um, you know, worship leaders and uh, you know, missionaries, and they did it to Jesus and we're still doing it to Jesus today. I think it's important that we manage our expectations for people and what they should be, you know, that, like there are things that people should be, like there are qualifications for pastors, for elders, for leaders, for teachers, for all these things. There are certain things that you should expect out of a missionary. There are certain things that we look at Jesus and we're like, man, this is what he did. And if he didn't do this, then he did nothing, mm -hmm. right? But we have to be able to identify those things, not make them up, but identify them very clearly and then manage those expectations while still allowing for individuality. When people talk about, well, did Jesus do this or did Jesus do that? Or, or did, did he go here and do this? Did he say this to this person? It's like, who cares? Those are not the important things. I love The Chosen. We talked about The Chosen several thousand times. We'll talk about it again when season three comes out. But it humanizes him, right? To be like, hey, here's what it could have looked like for, for a being that was 100% God, but also 100% man to walk this earth. This is what it could have looked like. It's a what if. It's not a this is exactly how it was. And we're projecting that onto... Um, you know, this blank canvas of Jesus. So we have to be able to manage those expectations um, while also allowing for individuality with the people in the pulpit, um, the people out on the mission field, the people leading us in worship on Sunday morning, the people teaching our kids, the people leading us in Bible study, all of this stuff. We have to allow for their own individuality just because they're not like the person we want them to be doesn't mean they're not fulfilling the call of Christ doesn't mean that they're not doing the things that he has, he has called them to do. You'll know if they're not doing those things. Or at the very least, you should know. And if you don't, I'd like to talk to you about that. Help you kind of identify some of those things so that you don't go down a path that you probably shouldn't just because you're following a charismatic person or somebody who you think um, is an eloquent speaker or is really cool or whatever. You need to follow people that are following Jesus. But we also have to let them be the people that God has created them to be. Hey, I think that's gonna do it um, for this, this here segment. We're gonna take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we've got a nerdy recommendation and also a Church Nerds weekly verse right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you. 
And this one comes from our good buddy, Hector Mirai. And if you don't know him, he is a really awesome, nerdy, geeky pastor, big friend of LTN. He's actually one of the hosts of the Polis podcast right here on the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And he writes books because why the heck not? Um, you know, when in Rome, and if you can, you might as well. And so what he does is he writes books. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to burp. So what he does is he writes books based on nerdy things, and he basically makes devotionals out of them. And he also invites some other writers to come in and guest write for the different chapters in his book. And this one, his newest one, is called Faith and Fandom Book 8, The Next One. And you can find that over at faithandfandom.org. And so we're talking about all of these books, all eight of these books. They've got stuff from video games. They've got stuff from comic books. They've got stuff from pop culture, from movies, all sorts of really cool things. And so do yourself a favor. Go on over to faithandfandom.org and pick up Hector Mirai's Faith and Fandom Book 8, the next one. And while you're there, just get the other seven. Like, Just make it happen. Like you're going to be better off because of it. And I'll tell you this. Also, if you want study guides for any of the books that he has, all you got to do is ask him and he'll get you the study guides. Is that like discussion questions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Yeah. If you want to take um, a group through, I won't say a group of teenagers because it's not that limited, right? A lot of times we will say, oh, this this nerd stuff is for kids and video games and stuff. No, it's it's better than that. It's deeper than that. If you as a group want to go through these things and you want to be able to to pull out the spiritual meaning in this media that we are consuming, Hector is your Huckleberry. You want to make sure that you get with him and let him walk you through that stuff. And if you have questions, ask him. Like this is what he does. This is his thing. And that's why we partner with him with Love Thy Nerd is because we have mutual interests in trying to help people love and serve their nerdy neighbors better and to grow with them in discipleship. And this is a really, really cool way to do it. So again, Faith and Fandom Book 8, the next one at faithandfandom.org. Hey, Anna, we got a verse today, huh? We do. Uh, I mean, if I could just recommend that you read the entire 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, that would be my recommendation, but I don't have that kind of time. Or power. Or power. It just seemed really offended. I was just messing with you. You got all the power that you want, just lady. Confused. Okay. All the power you want. Um, this is. Hold on. I think I copied and pasted part of the wrong verse. Um, what I wanted to read specifically is First Corinthians twelve twenty seven, which says, "All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it." Boom! Roasted. Ta-da! There is a lot more detail in the entire chapter. He yeah. really breaks it down a lot more because Paul. So yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say no need uh, to beat a dead horpins, but Paul. And so, hey, which is why I identify so much with him. Takes it takes all of us, the ones who like to repeat things over and over again in many different ways, and the people who only say it one time, one way. Uh, yes, I am the former and not the latter. Well, and so, Hey, you know what I wanted to bring up No, is we haven't, I don't know if we've talked about this. Um, if you want to submit a topic 
or a question or anything of that nature to us, the church nerds. Do it. Hey, we have a place to do that, which is also on our awesome website. Uh, if you go to lovethynerd.com slash producer, mm-hmm. is it producer or producers? Singular. Singular. Producer slash producer. Yep. Uh, there's a Google form there and you can fill it out. Uh, I will say if if it makes more sense for your question to be answered, perhaps on one of our other shows, we Check may we may pitch it, you know, to one of them. Um, but I mean, that's a great way to get our eyeballs directly on your question. And we would love to do that because we're always looking for for content. Yeah, we want so to talk about... So you don't have about... to listen to episodes about weird old things Fantastical that we've been watching late HBO at night. Max. On HBO Max. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, just want to bring that up. Yeah, we want to talk about the things that you want to listen to. Honestly, we don't want to tickle tickle your itching ears or anything like that. But we want to make sure that the content that we have here at Love Thy Nerd is relevant to the things that you are uh, dealing with and that you're interested in. So, lovethynerd.com slash producer. Super simple. Um, and we would love to, to tackle that. Hey, um, if you have any other things that you want, you can check us out. Reach us at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here on the Church Nerd Podcast. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode. Hard pause. Are we? Yes, I'm gone this coming weekend, not next weekend. What is time? It is but a construct. We'll, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> what are you going to say? I was just saying since the school year is ending, we're majorly out of routine and like discombobulated. Yeah. So sorry about that, I think we have two everybody. more episodes left in this season. If better, memory serves me correctly. We better make them count. Oh, well, we'll count to two and then we'll be done. <laughs> well, hey, like I said, we're going to be out of here. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus legendary.